Hello, everybody, and welcome to Typhoon Talks, a podcast by Typhoon Consulting, a boutique management consultancy headquartered in Hong Kong. My name is Michael Grady. I am a consultant here with the firm. On today's episode, we will be focusing on business culture and a topic I think isn't covered nearly enough on podcasts in general. So about business culture and how specifically culture affects your day-to-day or workflow at different organizations and how that might differ between different countries, sectors, and when moving in between organizations. Two consultants within Typhoon's Hong Kong practice, Cynthia, welcome. Thank you. And Kim Louise, welcome. Hello. Can you guys give me a quick rundown of a few of the places you've worked? Sure. Cynthia? So I mainly worked in Canada first, and then I worked in the States for a little bit, and recently I moved back here to Hong Kong for the last two years. Great. Gail? So I started my life in Scotland, completely lost my accent, so you would never tell. <laughs> then after that, I moved to some places in Europe. So I worked in Ireland, in Spain, in Italy, in Germany, and, and now I've been in Hong Kong for about four years. Great. Okay. So I have a couple of questions just to, to start us off on our on our discussion. So just at a, at a very high level, what are a few of the differences that you guys have noticed just from working in different countries? I would say the way people approach things, definitely meeting culture very different. And I think that's one of the reasons why we want to cover this topic in this podcast. I think that would be the biggest difference right off the bat, I think we can think of. Yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, there's a different approach. There's a different way that people start meetings. There's a different way that people prepare for meetings. Um, there's a, a different way that they follow the agenda, don't follow the agenda, etc. So something that's really yeah important. Yeah, it's actually very topical. We specifically talked about on our very first episode on David's series, Friction, specifically about meetings and not even about the differences in, in cultures in meetings, but just in general how fragmented and different the agenda or process is when you go from uh, from company to company or even from team to team within one organization. Mm-hmm. So specifically focusing on like culture and a country to country juxtaposition is it will definitely be interesting and in, in you know, relatively to our other episode. Yeah, so for example, in Germany, in Germany, it's very structured. So you have to have a very clear agenda. You have to send that agenda out in advance um, and um, people will very much follow the agenda one thing after the other. So that that's very important. But if you take, for example, Italy, which is the opposite end of the spectrum, they, they're, you, you should have an agenda but they don't follow the agenda linearly. They'll go from point one to point five to point two to point three back to point one and, and generally talk around it. So you, you've, you've got to be prepared to to go with the flow um, because different people enjoy different approaches to, to the structure. I would say um, the US is probably a little bit more similar to Germany where there is an agenda. A lot of times you have specific time slot allocated for each item Um, but sometimes you can overflow between items but as long as your overall meeting doesn't run over I think one of the sayings that I hear a lot when we kick off a meeting is I have a hard stop at the end of whatever the top of the hour Um, so you don't really overrun so you have to make sure you work within the time frame that you've set up with 
but I don't think it's as structured in the sense as Germany where you have 10 minutes to talk about this topic and you have 10 minutes. Like if it overruns a little bit, you just cut it out from another one. I think that there has that flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I think bringing back to Hong Kong, um, I think you always need a, an agenda anyway. Uh, but I do find that in my experience where a lot of meetings, you might not reach the actual conclusion and you end up having to set up another meeting to discuss the same thing, not the same thing per se, but continue the discussion before you arrive at any agreement or the conclusion or the action plan. Yeah, I think one thing in Hong Kong that I've noticed is it's very much about consensus. So you know, everyone has to come together and agree and discuss, etc. Which which isn't a bad thing, it's just it's just something you have to be aware of. And I think that also links into some of the Hofstede's um, studies which we've been looking at. And I think one of th- one of the things that were in reference is individualism is one of the uh, dimensions that that research has and I think we really agree with that. Hong Kong individualism is a lot lower compared to some of the other countries like US or Germany where it matters what my individual thinks. While Hong Kong looking for consensus which is why you have meetings where if consensus can't be made, you will have a follow-up meeting to ensure that everyone's on the same page and comfortable with it. While, like in the U.S. or Canada, maybe more, you kind of one person if they feel very strongly about it, they will push for it. And then a lot of fact-based, it's not so much hard feelings because it's like more based on facts. Like this is what it should be, and I think think people are okay with that. Um, and Hong Kong is more. Like, let's get everyone on the same page. Everyone's comfortable. One, one of the things that I really noticed when I worked in both Italy and Ireland is um, in Italy, they like, they like to tell a story. They like, they like to talk. Um, and I remember one time one of the guys I was working with said he doesn't like to go from one point to the next point to the next point because he finds it boring. It's dull. It's not interesting. I can't, I can't focus because it's 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 not dynamic enough and that was just a really interesting view for me and one equally in ireland one of the things that's really important in ireland is wit so you've got to be witty um and you've you've got to be able to tell a good story and you've got to have be very personable as well and only when all of that fits into place can the business work properly it's just a completely different way of looking at things Given the the differences that we've talked about in these you know different cultures and working in different countries, what are some of the ways you had to actually change the the minute to minute way you're conducting these meetings to to get towards a certain output, or you know, does it vary between organization? Or I'm I'm sure it's obviously contextual for what the meeting is about, but just in general, team member to team member. Well, when it comes to meetings, I think punctuality is interesting. Um, I think uh, I think KL talked about how the actual meeting structure, but punctuality would be I think in the states, Canada, people are generally pretty on time. They, I won't say it's a respect for each time. It's just the culture. It's like I committed to come, and even though I might be five minutes late, I usually get an email or some sort of indication from that specific person that I'm like, sorry, I'm running running late. I'll be there. Like, please start without me. 
um, I don't actually find that as much in Hong Kong. It's either like they show, then they show. It's a bit of a guessing game. You're like, is this person coming? Um, and I think KL, you have different experience too when uh, you worked in yeah. Italy. Yeah, this, this, yeah, similarly in Italy. But I think what's really important is that you yourself should be punctual. So if you if if you're a punctual person and you let your standards slip as such, then it's it just it spirals. So you're late, then they're later, then etc. So I think what's really important is is if you yourself are punctual and set that as a standard and encourage other people to be punctual. Um, I know different cultures are have different attitudes to time. So specifically focusing on culture, can you guys give me a few particular challenges that you guys have experienced? I won't say it's a challenge, but it's a change in mindset that you have to do beforehand. So let's say using the same example of punctuality, right? If you were coming from a country where everyone's very punctual automatically, then you move to a culture where that is not as placed as a high value or it's not, not, it's not important, but it's not as big of a deal for that culture just because that's the way things work there. Um, you have to change the mindset and not take it personal because at the end of the day, it's not about you because you change cultures. It, it, you should learn to adapt to how things work there. And I think that's a very important way is to remember that it's, it's not about you. It's actually about them. And you should learn to observe how things are and be adaptive and get to, you know, do it their way. Yeah, and, I definitely yeah. agree. It's kind of that, that point of, when you're moving into it, a new country or a you know a new organization that might have these these different you know processes or just culture in general, is that you kind of assimilate to it and become a cog in their wheel because it's not like you said it's not about you, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, becoming a little bit more entrenched in a you know organization and, and you know, getting getting up to speed with the way they do things becomes better for everybody. You know the the outputs in general. But I think KL actually has a funny story about challenge. I think when she first went to Italy and having a meeting, right? Yeah. So, so first of all, when I, I had a few meetings where no one would turn up, so I'd be like, "Where is everyone?" So I'd go around down the office, find a few people, and say, "Right, we're in a meeting. Come to the meeting." So they'd come to the meeting, say, "Right, stay there. I'll go and find the rest." I'd go go and find the rest, but the time I'd found them and brought them to the meeting, other people had disappeared again. So it was like <laughs> sort of round and round and round. So that that was interesting. And other things is so I worked in Italy before I came to Hong Kong, and um, in Italy in in meetings they're they're quite fiery, um, so they get very passionate about um, the topics that they're talking about, and voices are raised. And to begin with, I I thought people were really annoyed with each other and arguing with each other, but so they discuss things um, with passion and then they'll go out of the meeting and all have a coffee together. So everybody's quite happy. So I went from that extreme to, to then Hong Kong where people don't really express their emotions in meetings. They, they, they more sit back and reflect. So adapting to these things is, you know, from one extreme to another is, is, is quite challenging and quite interesting as well. Just speaking from my own experience, going from the, working in a few U.S. companies where, you know, Americans are known to be quite bombastic. And we've always just said the way we get things done is by argument. 
and by raising our voices and by sometimes, you know, swearing or by being very passionate or telling stories and coming to a place like Hong Kong as a management mm-hmm. consultant where it just like he's like you guys have both mentioned where it is very quiet meetings. If you raise your voice, you immediately become wrong. It is something you definitely need to get accustomed to. But one, one of the great things is when you when you work in different cultures, you can you can take the best parts of those cultures. I think the important thing is not to get irritated by the, the negative parts, just to let these things float away and float past you, but to focus on the positive parts from that culture and, and take these things and make them part of you so that every time you go to a different culture, you become, you become a, a, a better person and, um, a, and better at dealing with people in general. I feel like by moving and experiencing different cultures uh, that I'm growing as a person because um, I see different things. I see how different ways of doing things because I think if you are only in one place, you only know that one or two ways of approaching something. But like your different experience in Italy and Germany or even just Hong Kong and Canada, U.S., um, there's no really one way that's right, but you don't really realize it until you experience different cultures. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like I gr- I'm growing as a person of doing things differently, approaching things differently. I think as well, one really important thing is to have fun. Because sometimes being in a different culture can get you down because it, it, can, it can weigh down on you. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, but it's really important to have fun in everywhere I've worked apart from Germany where my boss said work is not for fun. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a fantastic uh, way to end it right there. It's a good, good key takeaway of kind of focusing on the, you know, the best aspect of each, of each um, culture that you experience throughout your career to kind of just build out your, your skill set, broaden your horizons a little bit and be able to really connect with, you know, people, whether it's a person in a different team that's that's from a certain country or you know, business culture in general, if you're moving to an entirely new organization, just being able to utilize those skills and, and learnings from your past experiences and being able to really become that cog in, in the wheel. Yeah, thank you guys for sharing. And that'll be the end of this episode. We're going to take this series on a few more episodes to, to share, to have some more of our consultants on to share their experiences in different countries. Um, their experiences with culture and how it affects the day-to-day in in a workplace. So follow us on Twitter at Typhoon Buzz. Follow us on Facebook. Tune into our SoundCloud for our other podcast content and tune into our website as well, typhoonconsulting.com. Thanks and see ya.